Huzzah, Rangers. This is Phil Harris here at the Jacks Rangers show. I am joined with our Toronto correspondent via Nova Scotia. His name is Brian Ray of America's Rugby News. Brian, how the hell are you? I'm doing all right. I'm uh, still kind of absorbed that result that uh, just finished up a few minutes ago. Yeah, incredible win for Dallas away from home. Their first ever away victory against a lowly ATL squad. Surprising for ATL a little bit. I, we predicted them not to make the playoffs. At least I did. I didn't think they had enough to, to finish it out here. And it looks like that is going to be the case. Unfortunate for those fans down there. They got a rebrand that they didn't want and weren't consulted about. And now they're not going to make the playoffs for the first time ever. Tough, tough times down there in Atlanta. Speaking of tough times, let's rewind a couple of weeks here and talk about a record-setting performance from the New England Free Jacks against your uh, Toronto Arrows. What the hell happened to Toronto in that game, Brian? Do you really want to talk about that one? <laughs> oh, that just for just a moment, a, like, how does that happen? Uh, I, you know, they weren't going to win that game. They had lots of injuries. Yep. Uh, you know, obviously the Free Jacks are riding high. Uh, you know, they forgot to poison their meal before the game, so that didn't help the Arrows. <laughs> right. They just had nothing. They waved the white flag. Uh, yep. You know, um, clearly they were not playing. I don't know who they were playing for. They just mm -hmm. didn't show up, uh, you know, falling off tackles, no, uh, nothing on attack. Uh, it was just a terrible performance. The worst we've ever seen by the arrows, obviously, objectively. Yep. Uh, and I think it falls on, you know, you know, you can blame the players. Yes. But I think it falls on the coach as well. And I think uh, my comments after that match kind of, you know, reflected that, uh, you know, yep. I was certainly not impressed. So, um, you know, uh, they now to their credit, they've bounced back a bit, um, sure. you know, still haven't found a victory, but you know, that was, uh, certainly, um, you know, uh, and, and at home as well. I mean, that's mm -hmm. not the kind of performance you want to put in at home at any exactly. time, but especially, you know, at home in front of a very, what was a very strong crowd in Toronto. So for sure, yeah, yeah. that was just a bad, bad game. Absolutely for them. I think it, uh, the docu-series proven for the New England Free Jacks kind of shows some of the motivations of some of the Canadian players against Toronto. Uh, they they kind of shown that pretty well, especially Connor Keyes talking about how Toronto did not want him. So, yeah. you know, coming back with a vengeance against them for sure. Uh, maybe the most important question of the interview, it's kind of weird that we're putting it in the second one here, but it is what it is. Uh, will you be headed back to Fort Quincy on May the 27th to see your Toronto Arrows <laughs> against the mighty New England Free Jacks? No, there's only so many road trips you could fit in a year. Sure, Unfortunately, sure. I've got my one. You know, ne next time I'll, I'll try to make it in some little warmer weather. Right, yeah. But uh, yeah, I know I won't be, uh, unfortunately, won't be making it out in person for that one. No worries. Hope to see you next year for sure. Um, we're going to have some a big crowd this weekend against NOLA, so that's very, very exciting. Maybe a record-setting uh, crowd for the New England Free Jacks, so that should be very, very good. You know, the, When the warm weather comes around, th thankfully the fans are showing up, so that's great. Uh, what's the latest updates regarding Toronto's injury crisis? Who is back and available for, uh, excuse me, available for selection that you know of? Well, uh, you know, they just had their game against Old Glory on a Thursday, a rare Thursday night one, and they had a few guys back for that one, but I'm not sure how many of the guys, you know, that were injured are actually going to make it back before the, I mean, we've only got, what, four games left, uh, I think, mm -hmm. for, for Toronto. Uh, you know, Sam Malcolm, he was uh, pretty heavily concussed. I'm not sure we're going to see him again this season or not. Yeah. Lots of questions. Even even in this past game, uh, Lolani Faliva, I don't know what happened to him, came off after 20 minutes, which would be mm -hmm. terrible because he's been uh, Toronto's best forward all season. Yeah. And Mitch Richardson, who has 
kind of quietly, sneakily been one of Toronto's better players this season. Came off with what looked, I couldn't tell, looked maybe like a hip injury, but he was in a mm-hmm. lot of pain. So if he's gone for the rest of the season, that would be a, a certainly a big blow as well. Uh, you know, it's just kind of sticking whoever's <laughs> around at training that day into the lineup <laughs> at this point. But, I mean, yeah. they've got talent. They brought in some young guys. Liam Bowman came off the bench early uh, for Richardson and did a, a pretty sterling job in his first outing. Kieran Breen is back from injury. Uh, he played on the wing in this one. So uh, that's good stuff. Uh, you know, so there's enough players there. There's enough bodies at this point. So I don't think, uh, you know, the the injuries at this stage of the season are, are anything to, you know, to say, ah, We've got too many injuries we're not going to make. I don't think it's a good enough excuse at this stage. You sure. just kind of just soldier through it and, and, and see what happens. Absolutely. We were talking last week about how the Free Jacks aren't really bitten by the injury bug, but now we've got about three more guys that are unavailable for this game against NOLA. So we'll see how that kind of plays out into the Toronto game. Hopefully we'll have Q back, you know, one of those Canadians that uh, would really like to stick it to the arrows once again. But Tom Kindly, the uh, performance director, excuse me, the general manager of the Free Jacks, uh, chiming in here saying, Brian, let's change your hat, please. Oh, come on. Look, look, I've got the the jacket back there. That's not bad. Not bad bad at all. So um, we know that uh, New England is your second favorite team. I think that's pretty much confirmed at this point. So uh, he's got to wear the arrows hat. He's a Canadian. You know, they're Canada's team. (laughs) You've got to balance this out. Come on. Exactly. Until Vancouver gets a team, hopefully they'll get that together at some point. They are Canada's team at this time. Um, Who has stood out in Toronto's recent performances? Like, obviously, it's been difficult for them, you know, drawing two games in a row. So there's some positives to build on who's sticking out in your mind well the obvious game changer and the guy who's been their best player all season is ross brody the scrum half mm-hmm. you know uh, he didn't start in that game against atl and it was looking pretty dicey for a, a long stretch and then he came on right around the hour mark and completely changed the complexion of the match and i mean almost single-handedly is the the, the reason why that was a draw mm-hmm. instead of uh you know what was looking like a pretty comfortable win for atl there yep. and against uh you know old glory again he was outstanding i mean he had a tremendous solo try in that one he's just been the spark you know and and we look at back at last year when we had you know nine eight or nine scrub halves <laughs> it was just total uh, chaos there but it, it, it had stability at that position uh, and brody has been absolutely outstanding so there's a reason why he was captain against uh, dc he's definitely the standout uh, for me for sure i agree a thousand percent he's played very very well scored a try i believe most recently if, if i'm recalling correctly so uh you were on the show previously talking about you know the drafted players for toronto in the offseason and their new acquisitions back then tell us some of the guys that are flying under the radar maybe because of injury they're there's they're playing right now that the rangers should be aware of well yeah i would have said richardson but i don't think he's going to be suiting up against the free jacks now which is a, a terrible shame because he's been in uh, great form and you know he's been kind of one of those guys who you know maybe wasn't projected to be a starter last year or this year but because of injuries and just the way things uh, turned out he's ended up starting most of the games and he's mm-hmm. he's done really great he's never really let the team down so uh you know unfortunately mitch is hurt so that's a bummer deshaun mm-hmm. bowen i'm sure people have uh, heard his name by now yeah. although you know he he wasn't on the team for the first half of the season. He was in this Canada Sevens program. Mm-hmm. Uh, thankfully, he's uh, returned to 15s, and uh, you know he's a finisher. He, he's got his problems. He certainly had a couple uh, bad mistakes, we'll say, against DC, mm-hmm. but he did score another cracking try. So uh, the key with him is just getting him the ball early and getting him in the game. And and when he does get a, a just a hint of space, he is absolutely lethal. So certainly he is one to watch for. Bowman, Liam Bowman, this brand new, the newest arrow, really. Uh, he captained the Canada U20s last year. He's a center 
just a good, solid, hard runner, runs good lines, uh, defends pretty strongly. Um, I thought he looked really confident against DC for in his first ever MLR game. He's only 21 years old. So he's certainly, I think one to watch mm -hmm. uh, heading towards uh, the free Jackson. I would say James O'Neill, our open side flanker. Uh, I think he's been a little bit hard done by with the coaching staff this year. I thought he should have played a bigger role. He just seems to be all, he's all over the breakdown. He's a breakdown specialist. You know, he's kind of like uh, Slade McDowell a little bit where, <laughs> you know, short stocky guy who just makes a mess of everything and wins a lot of turnovers. Yep. So uh, he's certainly a guy I'm a fan of. Well, it sounds very encouraging for the future, but you know, of course, these guys are going to be making their way to the Free Jacks probably next year or maybe the year after that once they polish <laughs> yeah. their skills. Down there Tom's the making leagues. notes right now, so that's <laughs> that guy or that guy. Absolutely, yep, yep, well, for sure. Um, you know, let's talk about Toronto's head coach Peter Smith. He's in his fifth season with the Arrows, second as head coach. Does he survive at the end of the season? If not, who do you want to see to come in to shake this team up? Um, you know, if you ask me right now to be blunt, no, I don't think he does survive. Mm -hmm. uh, but who knows? Uh, you know, arrows have been shown a little bit of conservancy. They're not a, a little bit averse to change, so to speak, mm -hmm. a little bit slow in that regard. So uh, I'm not sure how that's going to pan out in the offseason. Personally, I think we need to change. I mean, yeah, he's had some difficult circumstances, uh, but I don't think he, we've just seen enough from this team you know, when they have had bodies on the field to, sh you know, there's, there's nothing that that's, has been screaming. Yes. Um, you know, this coach is the answer. And, you know, uh, in Smith's defense, he was totally inexperienced. He'd never been a head coach before. I mean, he was really mm -hmm. a, a skills kicking coach, uh, did some attack work uh, before taking over the head coach job. So, I mean, he was kind of thrust in that role, a lot of expectations. He's still very young for a coach. Mm -hmm. um so he's he's got a lot of learning to do uh i just don't think that the arrows if, if they're intending to be competitive next year i think they've got to, to make a change there i mean it's just been a weird situation you've got rob howley a british lions coach and francois ratier who's coached the national team of both uh both the men's and women's national teams in canada both with great success i mean he took the the women's team to a world cup final and the you know the men's team uh his short uh, tenure they were actually had a winning record in the arc so hmm. Uh, when you've got two super experienced assistants like that, it's kind of a weird situation. It's the, strange. The players yeah. look at it like, you know, you know, who are we supposed to be listening to? Uh, I just think that that whole situation hasn't worked out this year, and I think there needs to be a change. Okay. Um, we'll have to keep our eye on that situation in the offseason. How does Toronto come into the madhouse that is Fort Quincy and steal a win against the Jacks? I think they're just – I mean, we saw it a little bit against D.C. Play above themselves. I mean, they've – there's, there's nothing to lose. You saw it today yeah. with Dallas. I mean, mm -hmm. yes. just, just out there, play to win. You're not trying to scape a few points, you know, here and there score tries, put them under pressure, uh, you know, maybe play a little bit more, uh, you know, maybe we get caught in our own end a little bit too much. So maybe try and put pressure on, on new England that way, try and make them play out of their end uh, mm -hmm. would be nice. Um, you know, I'm a little bit confused by the selections at, at, at 10 and 15. They've got Peter Nelson at 10 and Shane O'Leary at 15. Personally, I would have them reversed. I think O'Leary's the better tactical kicker, but who am I? I'm just a, you know, a plebeian here. Um, so, uh, you know, we'll see. I I'm interested to see what the game plan is, but I'd like to see them, you know, put pressure on uh, New England, really kind of build that uh, kick chain, build the wall, let the guys O'Neal and Rumble challenge at the breakdown and see if you can get some turnovers and then get the ball into Sean Bowen's hands and, and anything can happen. 
I will say at certain points of the year at Fort Quincy, you know, the Free Jacks have played down to their opponents. You just think of the Dallas game. You were there for that yeah. one. Um, almost lost that game. It came down to a scrum win for the Free Jacks to really win that game. Otherwise, it would have been a loss for them. So that's one thing that I am slightly concerned about. Obviously, we've got NOLA uh, prior to you guys at home. So I really want to see the Free Jacks kind of put in a performance like they did last year against NOLA by putting up 55 points um, and a comfortable win. But, uh, yeah, we, we definitely see them play down to their opponents at Fort Quincy, which is a real shame. But uh, that, I think that's a way that Toronto could put, potentially steal one. We'll just have to wait and see on that. I will say for this upcoming game, it is Canadian Appreciation Day uh, unofficially there at Fort Quincy. So I will be in full Mounties regalia there, b So that should be very exciting. Uh, looking forward to that. Um, what is your score prediction for this game? For the Arrows game? Yes. Uh, well, I mean, it's it's, it's kind of hard to say looking this far out without looking, uh, you know, we're going to have to see kind of how New England does in this game against Nola. I, I do expect them to beat the gold, but Nola's lineup is a little bit stronger than I expected yes. to see. You know, they're heading into a bye next week. I thought they might, you know, be a little bit conservative. Uh, you know, they, they brought about five guys, I think, back from injuries. So that's always mm-hmm. a, an interesting situation to see. Are they, have they been rushed back or what the, what the deal is there? If they are fit and they're ready to go, then that could be actually a, a pretty close game because that's certainly on paper a strong NOLA lineup. So interesting to see that. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, assuming the free jacks come through that and really they've got a, a you know, a bit of a buffer uh, anyways, I assume, you know, they might rest a couple guys against uh, Toronto or at least rotate the squad, give some opportunities as, I mean, it's not a lot of weak players on that that squad. <laughs> let's be honest. Um, yeah, I, I would expect New England still to win, though. I'll pick them. Uh, we'll say uh, I don't know, about 28, uh, 28, 17, something like that for for New England. I think probably a, a bonus try win. But uh, you know, Toronto will put up a certainly put up a fight. I expected it to be a lot closer than that, yep. that debacle earlier in the season. Fingers crossed. Anyways. For sure. I think the Free Jacks magic number is either 10 or 11 to secure the first round bye at the top. So if we get that win against NOLA, you know, we're going to be coming in with strong motivation to beat Toronto as well, obviously, there at home at Fort Quincy. But uh, what's your take on Bodine Waka returning, not in the lineup against NOLA? So you would have to assume that he will be playing against Toronto. Uh, yeah, I think maybe a little bit uh, jet lag. Maybe he was out partying with you guys a little bit too late that night when he showed up or something. <laughs> well, he played, what, 10 minutes at the, at the game, uh, what, last yep. week against uh, DC. DC. Yep. Not dressing against Nola. Not a big surprise. He looked, uh, you know, maybe uh, still a little bit, uh, legs weren't quite under him. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, I would, yeah, expect him to see against the, the arrows either at 10 or 5th. That'll be interesting to see where uh, where he slots in. I think if you're looking at, you know, just how the lineup has worked this year, it's been a bit, a bit of rotation at fullback for New England with Reese McDonald, mm-hmm. Spencer Jones in there, yep. Mitch Wilson towards Mitch the Wilson, beginning yep. of the season. But mm-hmm. um, I think if you're looking at the full-strength lineup, how well Patras has gone at 10, yeah. 15 is probably where you want Waka. Um, so yeah. I'm interested to see if he starts in at, at, at 15 against Toronto or at 10, if they just want to, you know, give him a run there as well, mm-hmm. just to kind of give Patras a, a day off as well. So, so that'll be interesting, but yeah, uh, you know, that could be kind of worrying for Toronto. If Bodine suddenly is like, okay, I'm ready to play. And yep. you know, 
puts yep. up 20 points or something ridiculous like that. I could definitely see it going that way. You know, his historic return, obviously he's not going to be in the lineup uh, for Quincy this weekend against Nola. So, you know, maybe start him at 10. Oh my gosh. Against Toronto. Boy, oh boy, the crowd is going to go absolutely ape shit for that. So yeah, I could definitely see him burning you guys for about 17 points himself. Yeah, for sure. But uh, I appreciate you coming on here, Brian. I've got one word to exit the video here in three, two, one. Huzzah! Huzzah.